Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship, located in Southeast Ontario. Unitarian Universalism is a progressive free faith grounded in the promises of community and inspired by how we hold our shared faith's principles and sources. For more information about Canadian Unitarianism, please go to our website, kuf.ca, and our national website, cuc.ca. These opening words are actually words that we uh, shared a few months back now, and they still apply. They actually apply now even more than they might have uh, a few months ago. These are words written by the Reverend Richard Gilbert. Gentleness in living. Be gentle with one another. It is a cry from the lives of people battered by thoughtless words and brutal deeds. It comes from the lips of those who speak them and the lives of those who do them. Who of us can look inside another and know what is there of hope and hurt or promise and pain? Who can know from what far place each has come or to what far places each may hope to go? Our lives are like fragile eggs. They crack and the substance escapes. Handle with care. Handle with exceedingly tender care. For there are human beings within. Human beings as vulnerable as we are. Who feel as we feel. Who hurt as we hurt. Life is too transient to be cruel with one another. It is too short for thoughtlessness. Too brief for hurting. Life is long enough for caring, it is lasting enough for sharing, and it is precious enough for love. Be gentle with one another. Good morning. Welcome to the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship Sunday Message. I'm Reverend Beckett Coppola, and it is, as always, my honor and my privilege to be here with you in this community and in this experience of coming together. Earlier this year, I read Robin Wall Kimmerer's book, Braiding Sweetgrass. It was only four months ago, and the words in the book inspired me, and they continue to do so. As I reflected on things this past week, I realized a few things. First, my life 16 weeks ago honestly feels more like it was 16 years ago. And second, the thoughts that I was led to in those days and those moments of reading actually translate despite how changed our world is. So here goes. We'll see. Kimmerer is a researcher in the field of biology and a member of the Potawatomi Nation. In the book, she weaves these two perspectives, these two wisdoms together through stories held in a series of essays. And the objective, the dream of the book 
is to play a part in healing the break between the natural world and people, one reader at a time. In the chapter, The Gift of Strawberries, Kimra writes that she was, in a way, raised by the wild strawberries of northern New York. She said, even now, after more than 50 strawberry moons, finding a patch of wild strawberries still touches me with a sensation of surprise, a feeling of unworthiness and gratitude for the generosity and kindness that comes with an unexpected gift all wrapped in red and green. Really? For me? Oh, you shouldn't have. After 50 years, they still raise the question of how to respond to their generosity. Sometimes it feels like a silly question with a very simple answer. Eat them. Later in the chapter, she writes, As a gift thinker, I would be deeply offended if I saw wild strawberries in the grocery store. I would want to kidnap them. They were not meant to be sold, only to be given. I can see the headline now. Woman arrested for shoplifting produce. Strawberry Liberation Front claims responsibility. So that's where the title for today came from. In what small ways and large ways could we radically change how we interact with the world around us? change our framing from that of consumerism, consumption, property, to one of gift, exchange, and community ownership, as Kimmerer is inspired to think and shares with us. Now, this pandemic and the experience of it, the experience that has led me to feel like 16 weeks might actually be 16 years, has proven that change can happen in an instant. Planes stop flying and cars stop driving and people move about less. People in that space have given the earth a chance to breathe again all at once. We have given the earth a chance to breathe again. The pollution is clearing and the animals are roaming farther and farther afield and we are finding new ways to connect which we hear about every Sunday. Family from around the world having conversations. Seeing faces, hearing voices and so much more. Change happened in an instant when we claimed that it couldn't. One of the one of the things that the book brought up for me as I was reading it and listening to it, I actually read the text, but I also listened to the audiobook. And Kimra reads the audiobook herself, so I got to hear her voice telling me these stories. And it brought me back to my own childhood. I grew up in, in nature. I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the middle of dozens of acres of land in the New England wilderness, participating with my family in cultivating plants and raising animals that became the gifts of the land that sustained us 
and we then cared for the land and the cycle continued. When I was really small, perhaps 10 or 11, there was this field that was behind the old well, the first well that we dug on the property, which didn't work, but that's okay. And behind that well, there was this cleared area, field, and it had been allowed to grow wild for a few years. And in the center of it, there was a small grassy incline where trees and brush had not yet started to regrow. And I would lie in the middle of the grass. And I would just watch the clouds and I would daydream in a sunbeam. And it was close enough to the house that I could still hear the bell for dinner and far enough that I was completely alone. I would ride out on my, my pony, who I shared a story with you a few years ago about Tommy, and I would either lie down right on his back or I'd hop off and lie in the grass, and he would just be free to snuffle about and, and look for grass and eat. And I would lie there with my hands behind my head and go into complete spaciousness and daydreaming. I felt comfortable and at home and the earth held me and healed me and sustained me. And somehow that little girl's connection to the green growing world was altered over many years. There's much to learn for me in this reminder, a reminder held for me in my own story. how the green growing world became a place of fear for me. We have to be afraid of the mosquitoes and we have to be afraid of the ticks and we have to be afraid of everything. And I took that in and I don't want it anymore. It's not mine. This is one of my learnings from this book. I want to be liberated from this, this fear that I took inside me so that I can return to seeing nature as a gift given to me by the planet we live on. The gifts of food, oxygen, the gifts of green growing things to be healing. And this all brought me to another thought. How we treat the earth is how we treat each other. And how we treat each other is how we treat the earth. As we face this pandemic, as we face trauma and tragedy around us each week and every day and try to find a way to hold it and do so in community, we have the ability here to see that there's a way forward. But we will have to go through the feelings, the fears. We will have to go through the accreted learnings of decades to actually get to the other side. We cannot skirt around these hard things. We must go through if we want to find our way to our very own wild strawberry liberation front, which I think is a wonderful code name for Unitarian Universalism. In an interview, Joanna Macy reflected 
So that became perhaps the most pivotal point in the landscape of my life, that dance of despair, to see how we are called to not run from the discomfort and not run from the grief or the feelings of outrage or even fear. And that if we can be fearless to be with our pain, it turns, it, it doesn't stay static. It only doesn't change if we refuse to look at it. It only doesn't change if we refuse to look at it. But when we look at it, when we take it in our hands, when we can just be with it and keep breathing, then it turns. It turns to reveal its other face, and the other face of our pain for the world is our love for the world. Our absolute, inseparable connectedness with all of life. End quote. How we treat the earth is how we treat one another, and how we treat one another is how we treat the earth. This Earth Day, we are in a quieter world, a world much changed by a virus that leapt from the land of animals into the land of humankind. A landscape of experience which we will slowly uncover lessons from, right? And every day we can recommit to how we treat each other, to unraveling those lessons, to unlearning the things we don't want anymore, and bringing in the things that this is teaching us. We can recognize the interconnectedness of everything and let it be reflected in how we treat the earth and how we hold and care for one another. And perhaps we can together move away from a culture grounded in purchasing and consuming and discarding both objects and people to find ourselves in a life that revolves around the wisdom of gratitude for the gifts that await us in everything. May we each find springtime in our spirits in these days of separation. May we connect with others constantly and freely share both joys and sorrows, celebration and grief. May we know that the telling and the hearing of stories enriches our life together. May we embrace the trees and the green growing world, trusting that nature is willing to share her wisdom with us and remind us always of what is truly important. And may we together lift up all that is good fight for all that is peace, and work for all that is justice, so we may see the arising of the beloved community in our lifetimes. Hare Om Shanti Shalom Peace Blessed be. final reading today is number 683 from the gray hymnal Theodore Parker wrote 
be ours a religion, which like sunshine goes everywhere, its temple all space, its shrine the good heart, its creed all truth, its ritual works of love, its profession of faith, divine living. Amen and blessed be. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service podcast from the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship. Please feel free to check back each month for additional episodes, and if you're able to contribute financially to this community-supported enterprise, we would deeply appreciate your generosity in any amount.